0: G'day, guys! In today's episode, we'll be talking about Richmond's COVID breaches again, a massive Carlton rant, the Gabba hosting the 2020 AFL Grand Final, Gills mullet, and much, much more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Covid trouble at Richmond again. Quinn Deluca, give me your thoughts on your footy club. What are they doing?
1: Uh, it's hard to label it as a football club issue, but geez, you, you're going to be smarter than that, don't you? How, how do you think going to a strip club and you know eating a kebab at 3am is within Covid rules? It's ridiculous. Uh, beyond isn't me. It? Yeah, it's look. They're young. They're both young players. Um, you know, you can put it down to immaturity, but at the same time, you're in a professional system. You play a professional sport for a living. You, you should know better than that. Although, look, they didn't start the fight from the C, from the footage, um, the CCTV. They didn't start the fight. Um, so I wouldn't put it that. But I think the fact that they were out and doing what they were doing was what was wrong more so than the fight part. They just defended themselves. So no issues with the fighting. But, yeah, the fact that they were out and about was probably not on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the the punishment that they got as well, the, the 10 games, and um, I think they have to pay the $75,000 fine, don't they, as well? So it's it's pretty hefty. Um, and I think, yeah, it's it's more than just an AFL breach, isn't it? It's a it's much uh, much more serious than that. Uh, and I think that's fair enough. Do you reckon? Do you reckon the finals was fair enough for him?
1: I think the fine was fair enough. Um, although I did hear that apparently the players, the the club isn't allowed to ask the players to pay for it. I saw an article just before we started that said something like that. So right, I haven't read into it fully. So, but might, it might work out that the club ends up having to pay for it anyway, not the players. Okay. Yeah,
0: um,
1: I do think the ten weeks is a bit stiff. I think you've got to really have some consistency with it. I mean, still Sidebottom walked out of his house naked, pissed drunk and got more than four weeks mm-hmm. or something like that, Elijah Taylor. Like, I just think there's going to be consistency with it. If Sidebottom got 10, then I'd be happy for them to get 10, but because he got four, you know, what's the difference? He, they weren't even drunk. He was pissed drunk as well. So he yeah. was breaching rules like that. I just want consistency with it. But yeah, I, I definitely deserved a punishment and but in saying that as well, Coleman Jones wasn't really looking like pushing in the side in the next 10 weeks anyway. And
0: yeah
1: he stacks in and out. So, it's I mean, luckily for us, it's not a huge loss, but more disappointing for the boys themselves, I'd say.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, another big talking point from the week, though, was uh, the AFL Grand Final, officially uh, at the Gabba and at night time as well. Um, you know, first time ever it's at night, first time ever it's moved, moved away from Melbourne. Um what are your thoughts on it? Personally, I don't mind it considering like I'm a bit of a traditionalist. I, I like it during the day, but if, if yeah, it's 2020, it's already been moved to the Gabba, you may as well just try it at night. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, it's a perfect time to try it at night. I think no better um, year to experiment with that than now. Um, you know, and Brisbane Vegas definitely deserve the grand final this year after, you know, or Queensland in general, I should say after they've hosted everything, all the games and whatnot, but, the only arguments I do have for a night grand final is, one, like you said, I'm a traditionalist as well. And during the day, I guess you have that whole, you know, people have their day parties and stuff like that. And it's sort of, they make a whole day out of it. Whereas the game starts later at night, it sort of takes that away. But, you know, if you're going to look at it like that, then, you know, that's probably not the most important thing when it comes to the grand final. It's just one aspect of it. But the other thing I've noticed over the last couple of nights watching, it seems to get really dewy in Queensland at night. Mm. Um, do you think that's going to make for poorer football, especially if in a grand final, it's going to be pretty dewy out there rather than during the day when it mightn't be, you know, so slippery?
0: Well, that, that question was asked to, to Gil in his press conference. And he pretty much said, if it's dewy, it's a dewy game. So they're just going to have to <laughs> just put up with it. Yeah, so,
1: he doesn't seem to care.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but apparently, yeah, apparently Brisbane um, officials and, and GABA officials have just said, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be fine. So, um but I think if the Tigers make it, you know, they, they love uh, they love the wet conditions, so it might suit you guys well.
1: We do like the wet conditions, but we play some very boring football on those wet conditions as well. I don't know if you saw the Fremantle game, I'll touch on that, but it's just, <laughs> we don't play very exciting football on the wet. We get the job done, which, you know, I'll take it at the end of the day, but we're going to make it there first.
0: Yeah, well, that is true. I, I, I still think you guys will, but time will tell. Um Moving on to, well, we'll, quick, we'll quickly touch on um, on Gil again. There's his mullet? It's, uh, it's outrageous, isn't it?
1: It's unbelievable. I tell you what, <laughs> I would give anything to have that mullet on me right now. <laughs> um, for those watching the YouTube video, for those that know me, I've got a pretty sparkly, clean, shaved head, so I wouldn't mind having a bit of a flowing mullet at the back. Oh, again, it's great. Good on him.
0: Yeah, it's great. Well, He's, it's got a lot of attention as well, which is fantastic. Um, <laughs> and I think you should just keep growing it and see, see where it takes him.
1: I think uh, you should follow, follow a trend and, you know, grow one yourself once you oh, grow I the out of your hair.
0: My hair doesn't grow that way. It just grows out. So You
1: could have a curly mullet though.
0: Mate, I will look disgusting. Terrible. You don't want to see it. There's only one way to find out. Nah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> moving, on, moving on from hairstyles, uh, let's get stuck into the round 15 games. Um, all started on Tuesday night between Hawthorne and Adelaide and the Crows got their first win. How good is that? Ha, ha,
1: ha, ha. Suck eggs, <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, they, they took the bullet nobody else was prepared was prepared to take, didn't they? No one no one wanted to have that first loss or first win. Um give Adelaide their first win is what I'm trying to spit out. Well um,
0: as a calm as a calm supporter, I'm bloody happy it's happened.
1: Well for yeah, exactly. Well same for me. I mean we've got Adelaide coming up as well. Mm. If we had lost them it would have been pretty embarrassing. And same for you guys. So at least now we're not the first club to do it. It's not yeah. so bad. The attention dies a little bit, but I tell you what Hawthorne they looked poor didn't they I mean they made Adelaide look like a team that could have pushed for the eight that's how that's how poor Hawthorne were against them and we have said Adelaide have been competitive at Adelaide Oval but uh yeah they they didn't just win either I think that's the thing you got to remember they didn't just win by a few points Uh, what did you watch the game
0: I did yeah it was um it was actually very entertaining um yeah as you said Adelaide they didn't just win they they smashed them and and Hawthorne Hawthorne brought in experienced players for that game as well. So that, that were going out there to win. So there's there's you know, there was an argument that they might have been tanking and you know, playing the kids, but they brought in Burgoyne, Stratton. I think uh, Luke Bruce came back in the side of Gunston. So that that was stacked with experience. So um, so it's a pretty good win for Adelaide. And yeah, you know, I'm glad you don't want to see a team go winless. It's not good for the competition. So um, you know, as as laughable as it may have been for other supporters, I think it's good to, for that for them to get at least one win for the season, which is which is good. And coming against a Hawthorne team that's been you know, arguably the best team of the modern era, um, it just shows how far they have fallen, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, they've definitely fallen from grace um, to get to the point where they're at now. And we've spoken about it before. I think they're well well overdue now for a rebuild. I think it needs to happen. They've got to face the facts, and uh, whether that means shifting a few of the older blokes out and you know starting fresh. I think they're going to have to
0: do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's go to the votes for that game. So we'll go one vote to Riley O'Brien, two votes to Brad Crouch, and three votes to Matt Crouch. It's the first Adelaide game where all three vote getters are from Adelaide. So and good one Two on brothers up. as well. That's it. Uh, the other game on the Tuesday night was between West Coast and Essendon at the Gabba. Um, Eagles got the job done, but not very convincingly. The Bombers were pretty stubborn and um, they seemed to keep themselves in it. A lot of inaccuracy from both sides really was um, made it pretty tight. And um, Liam Ryan just in super form, isn't
1: he? Oh, I said it last episode. He 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 looks like he's going to jump into space sometimes when he <laughs> takes off for a leap. He's a, he's incredible. And yeah, taking that sort of form into the finals for the Eagles is just what they need from players like him. Um, I mean, they've they've got so many superstars on the field, uh, West Coast. But Liam Ryan to be playing the way he is. He could really be a key target down there when it goes down forward. I mean, they've obviously got Josh Kennedy and Darling, but Liam Ryan's not one to sleep on either when it goes down forward because he can take big pack marks. So, are great to see. But another one who probably didn't play so well was Joey Danaher. I know everyone was hyping him up after his mm. first game back. Uh, I mean, we would no, no need to say how we feel about Essendon and all the rest of it, but... Uh, did you, did, you, what, did you see how Bad Dana has body language when he sat on the fence? What did, what did you think of that?
0: Yeah, I was just about to say that, that. That vision of him sitting on the fence isn't great, is it? That just shows that, I mean, like, is he, is he really that interested in being there? Um, I'm a, I mean, like, there's an argument to say, yeah, he, his body language was much better the week before, but then, you know, when, when things aren't going his way, he's just, you know, sitting on the fence behind the goals. It's, it's not a great look, is it?
1: No, it's not. it it, it It's slack. If you ask me, I mean, yeah. I know yeah, everyone goes, oh, he's got personality and this and that. So that's fine, but as a supporter, when your team's losing, you don't want to see your players, you know, kicking it back on the on the sitting on the fence and just chilling for a couple of seconds. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. put your hands over your head, get some air back in you and keep going. That's that's what you want to see. And you know, if he's if he's not fit enough to be out there, I mean, he's been off for how many for so long now. Go on the bench.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Totally agree with you. Um, but yeah, let's go to the votes for that game. Uh, we'll go one vote to Cole Langford. Two votes to Liam Ryan and three votes to Jordan Ridley, who's having a, a great season and highly underrated there at SNM. Um Wednesday night, we had Richmond and Frio at Metricon Stadium. And, geez, not one for the, uh, for the archives this game, was it?
1: No, as I mentioned earlier, um, probably one of the most boring games of the year. I think the only one that rivals it was another Richmond game, Richmond versus Sydney early on. But... Yeah, pretty boring game of footy, and I did feel for Freo after this game because it was one of the rare occasions that um, a team will dominate the clearances, the centre clearances as well, and lose the game. So I did feel for Freo because they smashed, which I think was about nineteen more centre clearances they had than the Tigers, and we still managed to get over the line. And you know, our main players Dusty, Cochin, Bolton, all quiet. None of them, I think, got over ten touches and. The commentators are saying, oh, how good is Richmond don't need their best players to play well and they can still win? It's like, nah, it wasn't convincing. It wasn't like we played really well. So I think we still do need those guys to play really well. But I think one thing to take out of the game from a player perspective is how good Reese Conker is becoming as a tagger. Have you seen him the last few weeks, the way he shut down some seriously good players? Because he took Dusty when he went forward and Dusty didn't get on the scoreboard at all.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He's... he's, um... He's had a very underrated season this season, uh, Conker. Um, I think coming up against his old side as well, he probably had a bit of a point to prove. And, you know, he probably knows better than any other tag in competition how Dusty moves and, you know, how he wants to play. So it was probably the perfect, perfect tag for him. Um, but yeah, he's having a great season going very underrated. But um, we were a bit worried there. I think it was the third quarter where Frio, you know, kicked a couple of quick ones and they were right in the contest and they looked like they were the better team at that stage.
1: They were, they were the better team at that stage and I uh, definitely was worried. Um, I think it's one of those things, it's almost like Richmond decided not to show up when we play teams that we're expected to beat because we played a ride against West Coast the week before when it was going to be a challenging game. And then it's like we walked into Fremantle thinking it was going to be a given because the, the effort that I, th- I saw we came out with wasn't really there. Um, but yeah, obviously it was good that we still were still able to get back on top. I, I, did you see Dimmer Hardwick spray at three-quarter time?
0: Yeah, brilliant, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I think like Rich, Richmond don't really respond to that all the time, but I think that's that's what's good about it is the fact that Dimmer doesn't usually coach like that. But then the one time that he did, they all thought, "Oh, sh-, you know, we, we we better pull a finger out and
0: mm. play
1: well." And we had a, well, Richmond had a decent last quarter. We obviously got the job done. The scoreboard probably flattered us a little bit. Um, the margin we won by probably wasn't reflective of the game as a whole. But I'll take a win and happy to move forward into the bye.
0: That's it. Uh, the votes for that game, would will go one vote to Caleb Sarong, two votes to Jaden Short, and three votes to Blake Akers. All right, Thursday nights, it was the game between Sydney and Melbourne at Kazali Stadium in Cairns, and, geez, Melbourne, Melbourne, Melbourne. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I've got a lot of Melbourne friends, and, jeez, this, uh, this is one that, that really, really, really frustrates it, doesn't it?
1: I'll tell you what, after this game, I don't think there'll be too many hearts beating true for the red and the blue. There's no <laughs> way. <laughs> just, oh, I feel bad for Melbourne supporters. That how did, Pushing for finals, it was a must-win game for Melbourne. The Swans haven't been that fantastic all year. I don't know how they lost to them. The Swans have had a lot of youngsters in the side. They were very impressive, but Melbourne have been in decent form themselves. So to come out and lose this game shocking and I know we'll uh, mention mentioned earlier that Goodwin was not happy post game, was he?
0: No, he was his press conference was was very honest, um and and absolutely necessary because that was you know they're still they're still playing for the fun they're no luck for the finals either. So they're still playing for their for their spot in the eight. Um and then to to lose to a Sydney team who's you know, I think was it last week they played free and they only kicked two goals for the game or the week before. So you know Sydney haven't been in very good form. So it's it's concerning, but it's all, it's almost not surprising with Melbourne. They 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 always drop games they're meant to win, and they win games that they're not meant to. So, oh, you know, supporting Carlton is tough, but I think supporting Melbourne would be would be worse.
1: Yeah, I think it almost it almost have to be. It's hard for me to talk in a position that I'm in right now with Richmond, but it definitely isn't an easy place to be. But um, tell you what, back to Goodwin again. I like that. I think. As a supporter, I know that if your team doesn't play well, I don't want my coach to come out and sugarcoat it and say, oh, you know, this and that, this and that. I want him to come out and be blatantly honest. And I think Melbourne supporters be happy with what Goodwin had to say after the game.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely necessary. Um, but the votes for that game, we gave one vote to Max Gorn, two votes to Ryan Clark, and three votes to Luke Parker. Uh, the other game on Thursday night was between GWS and Carlton at Metricon Stadium. And uh, Carlton, Carlton. They uh, absolutely shat the bed again. And what's his six or seven? I think this is their seventh game. Six, no, six Six losses this season where they've completely shit themselves. And it's becoming an absolute trend. And it's very concerning. And it's, it's more of a, a leadership mindset coaching issue altogether. It's um, and I can speak for every single Carlton supporter. And that we've absolutely had enough of this shit now. It's, it's they bring you up. They let you down. They tear your heart out, and they step all over it. It's it's becoming an absolute joke now. Um, when it really matters, our leaders don't stand up. And this is the first time I'm, I've I've been off Patrick Cripps, but I, he looks absolutely cooked, and he should not be playing in the team. He's he, mentally something's not there. Physically, he looks absolutely banged up, and he's just he's not standing up when we need him. And games like this, you, you, we were still playing for finals the week before, playing for finals, and Crips hasn't stood up and it's really concerning. And um, yeah, enough's enough now. We we this is our the time is now the rebuild is we're five years into this rebuild and we need to start playing finals. And 2021 is a massive season for that. So something needs to change because all it took was five minutes of good footy from GWS to win the game. Um and that is that's not good enough. So and it's been a trend all year. So something needs to happen. We need to go after some big names in the trade period because we don't play finals next season then the club's lost what are your thoughts
1: <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> you've done a pretty good summary didn't take of the a game break, there. It. no no you're all right. take take a couple of seconds if you need <laughs> but um yeah look it you definitely had chances to put the game away um throughout the throughout the first three quarters um like you said you were all you're winning the contest you're all over it just couldn't hit the scoreboard i'm sure the way you guys would have liked and when it comes tight, you know, and, and it's a thing where other teams have kicked the first goal of the last quarter against you guys and it almost as if you just lose confidence. Do you think it's a confidence issue that could be half the thing? It's like they get a goal on the board and it's like, oh, now we're, now we're screwed. Instead of the mentality, it's like, that's all right, let's just keep going. You know what I mean? It seems like they almost dropped their heads a bit.
0: Yeah, yes and no. I think I think it's uh, from the coach's box as well. Like I think we're not set up. We don't have a plan B. So when a team gets on top, we don't know how to stop them. Um, I think... I think it's the sixth or seventh game this season where we've blown um, like a five-goal lead, or we've we've conceded five goals in a row to a team, which is just not good enough. Um, if a team gets a little run on two goals in a row, you 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 put your plan in place to stop that, um, which the good teams do. So it's, it's fair enough if it happens once or twice, but it's been happening every game this season, and it's it's super concerning. Um, and yeah, like. I, 100 percent. Backing David Teague. I think he's up. He's the man to take us forward and and to win that next flag. But um, there's something that needs to change in terms of uh, the structure and the plan when yeah when teams get a run on. Because when we're when we're on, we look very good attacking wise. We're very good. But when it goes the other way, we we don't know how to deal with it. I mean, out, like we've got a really solid defense. So it's it's a midfield issue and um, and it's the forwards just trying to get back and, and help. So it's. Yeah, something's going on there but it needs to be addressed and um I think it's super important for Carlton uh to finish off the season strongly just for the supporters because you know we we've, we've been through a lot of shit and we've you know we pay a membership every year we've got record membership this year so the fans are believing but um you know, when it, we needed we needed these wins when it mattered and we needed you know finals probably would have been a little overachievement this season but I mean when it's on the line you you need to take it and we didn't so disappointing but a positive i did take from the game though is is jacob weirding um you know kept jerry jeremy cameron goalless uh didn't get a kick until the third quarter and he's for me he's he's a lock for all australian and if he doesn't make all australian this season I'll, i'll be writing a letter to the afl that's for sure
1: yeah, I'll, I'll eat a hat if he doesn't make all Australian this year. He's mm. been that good. He's been that dominant all season, and he's kept a lot of key forwards quiet. Yeah. Um, like I said to you before, I don't want to know if the Tigers can maybe borrow him just to play against Tom Hawkins in a couple of weeks when we play too just just for one game. We'll give him back. So we'll see. I write a letter to Blue, see how that goes through. But anyway,
0: <laughs> no, no, we won't. If not, you take later like in, we'll we. be in big trouble.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Well, the votes for that game. So we gave one vote to Toby Green. Uh, two votes to Jacob Wietering and, and three votes to Nick Haynes. Uh, the game on the Friday night was between Brisbane and Collingwood at the Gabba. And Brisbane just getting over the line. I mean, that, that had a, they had a fair lead for most of the night. Collingwood brought it back towards the end, but um, they were just too strong at the Gabba. And the, it was good to see the Gabba nice and full as well. I think that was the biggest crowd there for the season. So, yeah, if that's what, how it's going to look come grand final night, it's, it's going to be a pretty good spectacle.
1: It was very impressive. I, I, the Gabba, it, when it's full, I mean, being there as well, I've seen it firsthand, and it creates such an atmosphere as well. Like it, it, the the sound, the way the sound travels in that stadium, it, it echoes a lot, so it's, it makes a lot more noise and stuff like that. It can have a smaller crowd, and it would feel like there's a hundred thousand people in there, so it's fantastic. I really like the Gabba, and I'm happy that it's they're going you know, to be hosting the grand final. Um, and I tell you, one point where this, uh, the crowd did go off, and I was quite happy to see this, but. Uh, Big bustling Brayden Maynard came and absolutely <laughs> dropped Mitch Robinson. And I've never been happier.
0: <laughs> it was good, wasn't it? And the brawl that followed it was great.
1: Oh, it's, you know what? I don't condone, um, you know, the punching and that sort of culture, but you, you do want to see it. You do want to see it biff now and then, don't you? I mean, it's just classic old school footy. And Brayden didn't punch him. He just came in and pushed him. So it was no, you know, nothing untoward. It was just a push from behind and, where we we're on there, both teams went off at each other, and it was I like I like seeing it. For me, it, you know, it reminds me of watching old games from you know the 80s and 90s when teams weren't afraid to go at each other. I liked it.
0: Yeah, did it you was great. You did? Oh yeah, yeah I, I loved it. It was good, um, especially being Mitch Robinson. You know, he's he's always one to you know instigate those sort of things. He's got he's got a mouth on him and. Um, yeah, it was just good just to see someone just he just not just looked like he had enough of him and he just completely dropped him so but it's uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing you know, if Richmond do play Brisbane in the finals if Tom Lynch does the same thing to him.
1: Well, that's actually what I want. I wanted to bring this up as well, just quickly. I'll touch on it. Braden, if you watch the footage, mind you, Braden's a big boy. Like, he is not a small man whatsoever, and Braden came up from behind and dropped Robinson to the ground. Do you think Braden Maynard's going to cop anything from the media about being a coward from grabbing a, hitting a bloke from behind the same way Tom Lynch did? Or do you think because he doesn't have a number 19 and a yellow and black jumper on, he'll there won't be any mention of it other than how tough and impressive it was?
0: Yeah, no, I think so. I think that's what's actually going to happen.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> so it's unfortunate, isn't
1: it? <laughs> Poor Tom Lynch. He the man just wants the man just wants to play with the tough footy and no one wants to give him a chance. Uh,
0: that's good. It's good. Uh, yeah. I loved it. I think that was the highlight of the game for mine anyway. Um, all right. We'll go to the votes. So we got one vote to Lockie Neal, two votes to Jared Berry and three votes to Jack Crisp. And that is uh, round 15 done. Um, small round. So there's a few teams at the bye. So it was uh, definitely a short reign, a short round, sorry. Um, but we'll move on to round 16, which starts straight away on, uh, on Saturday night between North Melbourne and Port Adelaide at Metricon Stadium. And, not much to say with this game. It's, I think it's just a nice percentage booster for Port Adelaide.
1: Well, you'd think so. You, you can't see North doing any damage into Port Adelaide um, at the moment. But yeah, I think good percentage booster for Port. They're looking to secure that top spot on the ladder at the moment. I know there's some teams pushing closer, so a good percentage will help them, especially with the percentage Geelong's got at the moment. So they'll be looking for that. And I think North Melbourne just want the season to end. I think they're ready for it to for the finish and they just want to move on and rebuild for next year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they look done. And, yeah, Port, they, they need a percentage booster if they want to finish top two. So this is the perfect opportunity for them and, and to get some form leading into the finals as well. So I think, yeah, Port win quite comfortably. Um, Sunday, we've got St Kilda and Hawthorne at Metricon Stadium. And another game where, you know, Hawthorne look on their knees and um, I think St Kilda, this is their chance to really... Cement themselves in the eight and get a bit of a percentage booster? What are your thoughts?
1: Well, they need to. They need to win this one for sure because they've dropped a couple of close games that, depending on how the last couple of games for them go, they could fall out of the finals, which is, you know, they've sat in top four for a lot of the season and around fifth. And for them to drop out would be, well, it wouldn't be great. St. Kilda supporters would be furious. So I think they desperately need to win this one, keep their finals hopes alive. And yeah, like you said, get some percentage. But in saying that, Hawthorne will be looking to gain some integrity back after losing to Adelaide the way they did. So I, mean, I, think it'll be, I think it'll be a good game. I think Hawthorne, I think Alistair Clarkson won't let Hawthorne come out and not give much effort. I think they'll play pretty hard, but I don't see St Kilda losing.
0: No, nah, they just simply have to win this game, St Kilda, um, if they want to be taken seriously come finals time. Um, other game on Sunday, we've got Geelong and Essendon at the Gabba. Um, and again, similar story, Geelong just, just need a win. Um, and a, a chance for them to boost their percentage as well. Um, I know the Bombers are, you know, they had a they had a close game against the Eagles last week, but it's very unlikely for them to play finals, and it's their absolute last chance, I think, for Essendon. And I can't see it happening with with uh, with Geelong's top four hopes on the line. And um, I think they've won was it five or six in a row now, so they're in flying form. So I think Geelong quite comfortably for this one.
1: Yeah, Geelong have to take this. Um... For sure. Yeah, you you don't see them losing, do you? But I mean it's backs against the walk type stuff for both teams. Geelong, like you said, trying to push the top four. Bombers want to play finals. Um, yeah, I bet like I said, Geelong, Geelong for mine.
0: Yeah, Geelong for mine. Um the late game on the Sunday, it's between uh the Bulldogs and West Coast at Metricon Stadium. Um is a massive game. Dogs need to win if they want to play finals. It's simple simple as that. Um, and, and West Coast need a win if they want to finish in the top four. So this is a this is going to be a cracker. Arguably the uh, the match of the round for us. Um, I think the Bulldogs were pretty disappointing last week, blowing that massive lead against Geelong. So they're going to have to show something here and, and they, they simply need a win, don't they?
1: Big time, big time. They really they need to take away this win. And like I said, like you just mentioned, sorry, um, they blew that lead for the Cats. They probably should have won that game. And then it, I guess it goes down as another honorable loss that no club likes to hear and um, they should be carrying that form that they had early on in the game through through to the West Coast one and hopefully they can get up. They've got Shuey out with a double hamstring injury, which is never good. Um, he's such an important player for West Coast and I think, like, I think this is going to be a theme for a lot of games this round, but a lot of teams that need to win to play finals and a, lot of, and a couple other teams that need to win to play top four. So mm-hmm. both have got something big to play for, but West Coast playing in Queensland... They're not as dominant. I think Bulldogs are every chance. I'm still going to tip West Coast. I just think they're a bit classier, but I think it will be very close. I don't think the Bulldogs will make it easy.
0: Yeah, I'm going to tip the Dogs just because West Coast are away from Perth. Now they're looking a bit shaky up in Queensland. So I think the Dogs just have a little bit more to play for. So I'm going to tip the Dogs there. Um, Monday, we've got Melbourne and Frio up in Cairns again, geez, the Ds need to respond. They need to respond. And this is no, this is no, um, no easy game for them either.
1: No, Fremantle, as we've spoken about plenty of times in this podcast, are in, are in pretty decent form considering where they are in the ladder. I think their ladder position probably doesn't reflect how well they've played in some games and they need to respond, don't they, the Demons? Um, and they're playing up in Cairns again, so warm weather, but you know, you, you, you play there before, you know what it's gonna be like, you know what to expect you'd hope they'd show some something and, and lift and get that win because I think, you know, once again, another team that needs to win to play finals.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They um, they just simply have to win. If they drop this to Frio, well, wow, there's going to be some serious questions asked of Melbourne again. Um, probably the similar story that was about two months ago with Melbourne um, and those sort of demons, I guess, you know, pun unintended, are, are sort of um, coming back to them, are they? <laughs> That was genuinely unintended, but I'm going to to claim it as intended.
1: That that was pretty good, the demons call. I like that. That was pretty good. Um, But yeah, you're right. There will be be a lot of questions um, around Melbourne if they don't drop this. If they do drop this one, sorry. And serious question. Do you think if Melbourne do drop this and don't play finals this year, after probably being expected to um, at some stage, do they have to look at, getting a big star in or or do anything different or do they just keep going the way they're going and hope for the best?
0: A good question. They've got stars in their team. That's the thing. They've got stars in their team and they've paid big money for them. So um, it's just it comes down to a mentality thing. I think for Melbourne, um, I think they're just not used to, to winning and um, playing in those big games, I guess. Um, I know they had a good season in 2018 and they, they made a prelim, but that's it. That's all they've really done. So they don't they don't have a lot of finals and big game experience in their in their team. So I think they just simply need to play finals and just get experience in those games. And then I think they'll be all right. But if they, yeah, if they miss finals again, geez, I'm not too sure where they go from there. But
1: well, yeah, I think I think I'm going to tip Melbourne. I just think they've got. More on the line. I think they will respond after losing up there. I think, like, yeah. I think I think it's more that like once again the backs against the wall mentality. I think they have got so much in the line. I think they'll, I think their stars will lift, and I think they will get the win over Freo. But I don't think it'll be an easy task.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm tipping Melbourne as well. Um, Tuesday night we've got Adelaide and GWS at Adelaide Oval, and the Crows can they do it again? They are at home. They're they're, they're impressive at home too. So can they do it? <laughs>
1: You know, it wouldn't even surprise me, to be honest with you. They'll take some confidence across in their first win against the Hawks. GWS on paper are a better team, but I mean, not to bring it back up again, but the way they played against you guys, especially in the first three quarters, wasn't fantastic. And if they come out like that against Adelaide, they could capitalize on that. Um, look, I'm still going to be tipping the Giants. I don't see the Giants losing to the Crows, but I think the Crows should be able to definitely take some uh, confidence across.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think um, I think they'll... They'll take a right up to them, but I still think GWS will win. As I showed last week, um, just a little bit of class. All they need is just a small patch of footy and they, and they can you know, turn the game around. So I think GWS will, will win that. And they've, yeah, they're still playing for finals. So they've got, they've got way too much to play for there. Um, the other game on the Tuesdays between Carlton and Sydney at Metricon Stadium. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the Blues play now, now that their season is done. Um, they simply just need to finish the season off strongly. As I said before, they just need to do it for their fans because they need to show something leading into the end of the season um, and, and going into next season as well. Um, so they simply just need to beat a team like Sydney and Tom Papley coming up against his future employers, which would be interesting.
1: <laughs> well, does, does he want them to be his future employers anymore?
0: <laughs> yeah, who knows? It's a great question.
1: <laughs> I, think it'll, nah, I think it's a good chance. He has said he wants to go there, so it will be interesting. I wonder if he'll... Play a game, game of his life, just to get his value up a little bit more. But um, Nah, Carlton for mine will win this one. I think Sydney will still be donning some young blood again, like they did on last weekend. And I think Carlton are hopefully too strong for that, and I think they they should get the job done quite comfortably.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think the Blues will. Fingers crossed. We we simply have to win that game, regardless finals or not. They just need to beat a team like Sydney. Um, last game of the round it's on Wednesday night between Brisbane and Gold Coast the uh, the Q Clash. Um, this will be I suppose Brisbane you know, they are looking you know pretty strong up top. Um, I think they're sitting second or third on the ladder now so they they're flying high and Gold Coast you know they've they've definitely improved this season and um you know they're going to go into this game thinking they can win. I mean the Q Clash anything really happens doesn't it? So so it's going to be a good game.
1: The Q clash is the most highly anticipated game of the year. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I, in all seriousness, I think it. Uh, I think it will be a ripper game, and Gold Coast have got a few winnable games um, after this one. So I think definitely they'll be going into it thinking they can get the win and finish off the season strong because there's definitely some opportunities um, after this game as well. So if they can take some confidence out of this one. They'll definitely strive for that. I think the Lions will still win. I think, like we said, they're sitting, you know, pretty high up in the ladder at the moment. Second, I think, as we speak, and. They'll just definitely want to lock in that top four spot just comfortably without having to risk, you know, falling out. So I think they'll get the job done fairly comfortably, especially being at the Gabba. They haven't, I think they're unbeatable there this year. They haven't lost a game as far as I'm aware. So yeah, I think Brisbane for mine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think Brisbane will win that one as well. And that is all the games for round 16. Um, A little bit, yeah, it's a few more games this this round. Is there still teams at the bye? Yeah. um, Two teams. Yeah, two teams 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 with the bye this weekend. So there's a few more games. Um, yeah, so that ends on Wednesday night. So the footy frenzy is still going. Um, but we'll move into our great segment, Spot On or Way Off.
1: You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. You're the with long history, All
0: right. And I'll, uh, I'll go first. <laughs> Carlton needs to go all out for A-grade stars in the trade period.
1: I don't know. This might be easy to say being an outside supporter, but I I say way off. I don't think so. Purely, I know, I know, purely because I don't, this is the way I think. To get an A-grade stars, right, you need to give away some talent. You're not going to get A-grade stars for nothing. You're going to have to give away some talent. And I just think depending on who is available, do you want to give away that sort of depth that you guys are currently building on to land them? I think it just depends which players you go for, but you, like I said, you're not going to get, get them for nothing and you will need to trade some.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Players you've already got now. So, I mean, I, I think you guys have been building. I think it's disappointing. You're not playing finals this year, but I think once you start getting rid of some of those depth players, it, it can really hurt. And you just look at a team like Melbourne who have a few stars in their team and, like, you know, they're not doing so flush themselves. So for me, way off, but I don't, I'm not a supporter. I don't, you know, I don't give uh, Carlton the full analysis and look into the ins and outs. So you know better than me.
0: Yeah, well, there's been talk about Zach Williams coming to the club and, and obviously Tom Papley. So I think if the, if the Blues can get those two in, that'd be huge. Um, but yeah, in saying that, it's who we give up. But I think Carlton just needs to be aggressive with it. Um, you know, whether they, whether they part with, you know, a player like Paddy Dow, who's was, you know, former number three pick hasn't really come on um, you know everyone else in that draft class has really kicked on now and, and playing really good footy and he's sort of been a bit slow with that I know he's been injured a fair bit this season but you know he's, he's still taking a little bit of time so he could be one that, that's thrown up but yeah who knows but yeah I think Carlton just, they, they need they need some A grade stars because you know you look at you know, Cripps is, is A grade he hasn't had an A grade season but he's still an A grade player um, you know you've got I play like Doherty, Weedering's just about there now. So they just need a little bit more talent on the. I think an outside player, and I think I think we'll be fine. So see so yeah, how we go.
1: Yeah, my my question for that is, I want to touch on that. You did mention. Um, Williams and uh, Papley. I think Papley should definitely be one you strive for, especially with the issues down forward. But do you think you need a player like Williams? Colton's defence has been pretty solid all year.
0: I think they'd, they'd want to use him uh, on the outside, so on the wing and through the midfield. Yeah. So I don't think they, they, they want him as a halfback because yeah, obviously we're pretty, pretty stocked there. But I think they want to use him for that outside run um, through the wing and, and through the midfield. So. Yeah, right. All
1: right. Well, I'll go with my first my first one. There should be set penalties for breaching AFL COVID restrictions? I know we're near the end of the year now, so there's not, hopefully not going to be any more, but I think it should be the same for everybody, not different, you know, for, yeah, not different for each incident that happens.
0: Mm, Tough one. Um, I'm going to say way off, but not by a lot. Um, I think it does still depend on, on the act, I guess. I mean, breaching the COVID rule is, is still breaching the COVID rule, but um it depends what they do so you know if you go into a strip club at 3 30 in the morning and get in a fight that's not great compared to someone who maybe you know did something you know on a lesser scale so and if they get the same penalty it's probably you know it's probably not right is it so um yeah i'm going to say way off for that one
1: yep no fair enough just the inner richmond bias in me
0: yeah that's fair all right <laughs> um If Sydney gets Joe Danaher next season and Buddy gets his body right, the Swans will challenge for finals in 21 with their emerging young talent.
1: Spot on. Spot on. Joe Danaher, I think when he moves, he's already a talented player as much as it hurts me to admit. I think when he moves and gets into that environment that he actually wants to be in, if that's still the case, um, his performances will be through the roof. And I think with an experienced player like Buddy to show him the ropes as well, um, yeah, I think they'll be very surprising package next year if Joe Donahoe lands there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that's what he needs. He needs that fresh start, and I think he'll be great if he goes there.
1: All right. And then my last one. Melbourne are by far the most disappointing team in the AFL to support.
0: Spot on. Spot on. Carlton come a close second, but, yeah, Melbourne are, Melbourne are up there. I mean, they're... Oh, jeez, I've had a lean, lean... For 60 years haven't they um it's yeah i know, I've got, as i said i've got a lot of melbourne supporters and they 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 let me know how they feel and they're not happy so it's yeah they'd be a very tough team to support and i mean 2018 was probably probably teased a lot of their supporters in it and then you know to drop off like they did in 2019 and i mean they're, they're getting a little bit better this season but still not reaching the levels that they probably should be at so yeah i think that's spot on
1: yeah, for me that's the biggest thing that they did play in a prelim, and it was after all those years of struggling and not playing finals that they looked so promising. And it looked like they were going to be another Bulldogs or another Richmond that sort of won the flag out of nowhere, and then yeah, to drop off the way they have once again, um, it doesn't leave much of the supporters to hang on to. So yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. All right, and that's uh, that's us done for this episode. It's been a uh, it's been a big one. It's been good. There's been a lot to talk about. Um, a lot more to talk about this episode than there was the previous one, but it was um it was good it's been a been a good round of footy and there's a big round of footy coming up so um but yeah as we say every week make sure you leave us a review um especially on itunes so it's it's great and we we see them coming through so really appreciate all the support um subscribe to us on youtube um you know videos come out straight after the episode's release so uh, check us out there um and yeah and that's it that's it from us so have a have a great weekend have a great week stay at home wear your mask and we uh hope your team wins